Hey! Hi, Babylonian. Sorry, I Ooh, do that. I'm yeah, sorry. that was really loud. Holy sorry shit. Sorry if you were wearing headphones or earbuds. Or if you have hearing aids and they're or turned up all the way. If you have good hearing in general, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you don't anymore. with us for a long time even from the beginning and we cannot say thank you enough and I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately how do you make your own podcast well it's simple I use anchor Anchor anchor.fm which is the website or there is an app or you can go on your computer whatever you want to do it's the easiest way Um, it is run through Spotify so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto and there's lots of different it'll stream to at least I think 10 different platforms or more um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer so no matter where your setup is like you can start creating today today and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Exciting. This is awesome. Um, welcome back. I fucked it all up. I apologize. <laughs> this is what we do. Shauna was just having a low. We're going to blame it on that. That's right. I, I was eating glucose tabs and because I didn't bring anything to munch upon, which is silly. I usually do, but whatever. And I didn't feel like walking upstairs because I'm pregnant, pregnant and lazy. Fine. <laughs> I just was like, I got glucose tabs. It's fine. Glucose tabs. Hashtag Yay. Okay. Yeah. Sponsor us, glucose tabs. Thanks. Sponsor us, working pancreases. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So that's literally anyone listening. Um, and then there's going to be like, wait, I'm diabetic too. I'll be Thank like, you. Diabetics Unite, type okay. 1, TMD. Yes. Wee. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot to talk about in the beginning here, like shout outs or anything. Um, we do have a listener in Connecticut now, though. Thank so now you. we're So now we're in 48 states. So if you've got friends in Montana and Wyoming, tell them that we desperately are desperate for their... Desperately desperate. Tell them we're desperately desperate. And it just has to be one person. Yeah. Come on, Montana. But preferably more, but you know. But yeah, because like, well, with Amanda listening in Delaware, like she, her... Like Delaware jumped right up there because she's been listening so much. We so that's you. like really exciting. So Amanda, hi again. Amanda, hey, we love you. We love you, Delawarean. Yes, yep. Delaware. And then, and then, what is it? Our Indian apple? No, it's not Indian apple. India. Right? Oh yeah, we're we're so I I've got this thing called Chartable.com where it can tell you where you're ranked at, and we are super super uh, high on the list. We are ranked 39 in India. Thank you. So that's fucking crazy. And Indian then, Indian Not just 
<laughs> okay, well, I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> and there they all go. Bye. No, you love Baby, it. come back. <laughs> you can bring it all on her low. <laughs> oh, my God. Facts. Thank you. Thank you. That I'm here all night. But, and then, yeah, so India, and then we're also ranked in Sweden and Norway, and I'm like, bro. Yes. What? So now, my goal, um, we have several cases that have been requested to us, and we're getting to those. Um, I've just been doing cases that I have notes on, which... I need to step up my game and I've been, I finally got into one that our wonderful Nate has suggested to us. So that'll be coming to you next week. Actually, the next two weeks will be Nate eccentric requests from my dude. So Nate, you're wonderful and we love you. And I absolutely love that every time there's a podcast recommendation on Twitter, he, he puts us and a whole bunch of other crew tribe. Wait. Whoa. Okay. There's a podcast called that, and I knew I was going to say it wrong. So if you want to go check out Crew Trime, yes, it's just switching the C and the T. Go check them out. I love it. But, um, yeah, uh, go listen to them. But also, yeah, if you're on Twitter and Nate follows you, I'm not going to say his full Twitter name, even though it's on there. I don't know. It's his first and last name, and some people don't want that. So if you know who Nate is, we love him and adore Nate him. Nate Dog. Nate Dog. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But, yeah, I was pretty excited because Connecticut just jumped on there, um, like, within the last couple days I was like hell yeah and then I get the chartable updates every week um I think I can't remember we're 119 I think it's in Sweden and it doesn't matter we've ranked I mean it may not be high but we're ranked on true crime podcasts (laughs) but but I know it's 39 in India because I looked at that one every single time when I opened the website that's the first one that's on there and I'm like India now I'm like now I want to look that's what I was getting at I want to look up, see what true crimes have happened in those countries, because I think that's even more exciting. Yes. So let's do that. That's on my For radar. Sure. For sure. So, okay. So, you guys. <laughs> oh have, God. I have a little story to tell you. Oh, a little, little story to share with you. <laughs> I'm gonna make note of when they can skip and say that in the beginning, like last week. <laughs> oh my God! Thanks, sister. Nobody wants to hear Shauna Black. No. Okay. <laughs> But this is really funny, so I really hope they listen to this. So I wanted to put this on our Facebook, but then I thought, I don't know. No. Um, so yeah. I don't know <laughs> really, how many people really, 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 really people want to do. really react to it. Yeah. Which... I've got some super Christian family and whatnot, and I don't know if they like our podcast at all or even our, our Facebook. Or, or if they even but, follow our page. But this is me, and I need to just accept that this is me and, and accept that people may not like it, and it is whatever. But right now, I'm just going to give you this with my words, and you need to go check it out on YouTube. Maybe I'll I'll include the link in our show notes. Okay. Go check out Handjob Cabin. (laughs) And if you know what it is. Please. Go check it out. It's it's a horror movie with a happy ending. <laughs> it's 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 just over three minutes long, so it's not like it's gonna like trailer. consume your whole day. It's a trailer, but it, it's, it's fucking so great. Funny. I've oh seen. I saw it a while ago, mm-hmm. and then she's just like, "You gotta watch this." So, um, I had a small break at work, and that's what I watched. I watched it with my husband, and I was dying. I was laughing so I shared it with. Several people that I was like, you will hopefully appreciate this. And then my sister is the only one that responded. No, you and Rachel were the only two Heck that responded. Yeah. So I appreciate that very, very much. I, I feel like Mandy dying. would love that too. <laughs> she's just as weird as we are. I so. thought about sending it to Mandy, but I'm like, we just recently became like friends. You yeah. know, I've been friends with Wildling. But anyway, and so I was like, I might be pushing things a little too far. But I, it did cross <laughs> my mind. So Mandy, if you're listening. Too much of a handful? <laughs> Yes, 
the yes, thumps. say it. <laughs> um, Go check it out. Okay, again, pretty. it is called Hand Job Camp Cabin. I cannot speak words. You're having a low. I was having one. It, my hand my job butcher should be cabin up. Hand job cabin. <laughs> and sponsor us. And then the the second one will be um, finger banks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking deceased but no it is really really funny it's this <laughs> ew oh god i can do this better by myself oh my god you guys gotta go check it out it's fantastic okay all right now that we've uh we've got our pre-cal um, plant. sorry Wait, yes on. sorry one more thing um dawn got her first round of chemo and she's doing pretty good yay um again people who know her know who i'm talking about and i have yet to reach out to you dawn and say hey but maybe I just say Don, and we just don't give a last name. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I wouldn't. But I'd, we love you. You're constantly, I'm constantly, Nicole is constantly putting out positive vibes and healthy um, That everything vibes goes for you. smooth. And, I think, um, and I think they said they've caught it at a good spot, it, it, I think. Well, it was, she should have gone in sooner, but it's not ah, spreading. So that's good. That's good. That's so, something. So, yeah. So, yeah. We send, love you, Dawn. Send so, more so of them much. good vibes to our beautiful Dawn. Healthy, She's a wonderful human being. restoration in your body. Yeah, yeah. So. In your boobies. hey In your boobs. Save the tits. Save the titties. Universal titties. We haven't said that in a hot minute. Oh, my gosh. I forget about all these things. I think I told you to... I, <laughs> I think I told my brother, her husband, to <laughs> suck my dick the other day. And my nephew, my 13-year-old nephew, he's just like, you don't even have one. He can suck. I was like, he can suck my spiritual boner. <laughs> And, and then I the did. fact that we just talked about hand jobs, it's just great. All <laughs> Full the, circle. Hey all the penis. <laughs> all right. Now that's what you need to hear as we get into this. Okay, so this is a pretty, pretty short, short um, case. It's ongoing. Um, I just tried to look up um, an update to see if there was one as of right now, because um, this didn't happen that long ago. I just said that twice. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So this is about... Um, we're going to talk about Caitlin Yazviak because I just listened to it on a YouTube video for the update, which was the only thing that was posted back in January of this year. So, she was Caitlin was born June 9th, two thousand eight, to Mary Catherine Horton, who goes by Katie, and Joey Yazviak. They had every intention to put Caitlin up for adoption to Michelle and was that say Dwight? Oh yeah, his name's Dwight because I remember I looked that I'm like, is that a real name? It's like D with Wyatt. Dwight. Wow. I'm like, that's kind of cool. It is. Um, Michelle and Dwight Creamer. In one article, Michelle stated that she um, ended up having to mourn Caitlin twice. The first time was when Katie told her that she wanted to keep her baby. Um, the Creamers had every everything ready. They had a pink and, bound, pink and brown bedroom set up, a car seat, baby bed, furniture, everything in the nursery, a coming home outfit, and a full diaper bag. Everything. So this is back in 2008. They even told the biological parents they wouldn't need, wouldn't, because parents, they wouldn't be able to take care for their baby themselves. They even told the biological parents they wouldn't be able to care for the baby themselves. Okay. Well, that's kind of rude. They didn't have their, okay, this is the reasoning why. They said they didn't have their own home. Joey was only working a part-time job and Katie didn't work at all. They told Michelle and Dwight they couldn't take care of this baby. Maybe I just mistyped this. This, these notes were from a while ago and... I wasn't even pregnant then, so I can't blame it on that. Um, Ironically enough, the creamers were in the delivery room when Caitlin was born. Michelle named her and held her and says she has probably 100 photos she took of the first few hours of Caitlin's life. Michelle said she, um, this is a quote, she had beautiful dark eyes. She was gorgeous and so alert. Um, The next day they were informed they wouldn't be taking Caitlin home. 
So Michelle walks in the room with the car seat and everything's ready to go. And Katie was crying, which is um, the biological mom, and said that she felt obligated to keep her daughter. She looked at Michelle and said, this baby is supposed to be yours. This baby is supposed to be yours. I don't want this baby, but I feel like I have to. Which is like, ugh. I couldn't imagine. Granted, I mean, I had some mixed emotions with this baby at the beginning of my pregnancy just due to the situation between me and the father. But... The Mr. Not Yay! me. Not, she's not talking about me in this case. <laughs> Mr. But, but Yay! I'm the father. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope you guys liked that on the last episode because it was fun to edit. It was so funny. <laughs> Anyways, um, Michelle told her to call if she changed her mind. And to this day, she still has Katie's number in her phone. <sighs> they said it felt like a funeral in their home for, their, for, for the first three to four days after learning they weren't bringing Caitlin home. They didn't hear from Katie or Caitlin from that time. And it wasn't until Michelle ended up stum- stumbling upon an article about the about the family and their history with DCFS, um, Department of Children and Family, family Services. Services. Okay, yep. Look at me go. So, twelve-year-old Caitlin ended up passing away on August twenty-six, two thousand twenty. So this was not that long ago. Her card. Oh my gosh, I, I'm trying to read too fast. Her cause of death was listed as cardiac arrest, and secondary was um, a cause of severe anemia, which was a result of repeated life bites that lowered her blood iron levels. Oh my gosh. Which I didn't even know that. I mean, I know obviously lice can bite you, but I didn't know they it could be such horrible. So aggressive, like, yeah. if not treated, that this would happen. Because you'd think you'd hear about that. In animals, too? Since, yeah. Well, no, I guess not lice. I was thinking fleas, my bad. But yeah. They're, they're very similar grossies. Yeah. So. so when she arrived at the hospital after her mother found her unconscious, she, mm. wasn't, she wasn't malnourished. There were no bruises on her body. Um, they said she had just eaten before her mother found her, and it was then deemed lice was a big factor in her death. Um, Caitlin's parents were charged with second-degree murder and cruelty to children in the second degree. Under a Georgia law passed in 2014, second-degree murder charges can be brought against someone if there is evidence that the child died under the person's care because of negligence, which oh. I feel like life's would be that situation. 100%. And bed bugs too. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of going... Bugs. Well, just bugs in general, like... Yeah, that is not... That, that, uh, that's like that baby... at all. It's yeah, that's okay. like that one family, they left their baby... Well, they left the baby in the swing for like two weeks, and it... Baby? Yeah, a little... Like... Three or four month old baby. I, that may be wrong. They were they were less than six months old. I know that, but they just left it in the swing. It was soiled and it died due to bug bites and then um, just rash from them soiling themselves. So a little sorry. little little itty bitty oh, baby. Gosh. Yeah. So and she was twelve. Um, so Caitlin's father's lawyer said he was devastated and heartbroken. And I put in my notes: If you cared and kept your home clean, you wouldn't have had this outcome. You fuckhead. And then the evidence will ultimately show that Mr. Yazviak was a loving and devoted father, his lawyer, Carrie Thompson, said. And I said, whatever, because if he was loving and caring, his daughter wouldn't have had enough life bites to take her life. Like, fuck you. Okay, I'm fine. Um, but was he, sorry, I'm not trying to condone anything, but by chance was he a, a, a father that worked away from home, like a truck driver type person? Maybe he wasn't home a lot and wasn't aware of the state. I... I'm not trying to give any outs. I'm just asking. Do I'm not not 100% sure. You, you are correct. He yeah. should have seen my baby's not... I mean, because it wouldn't have happened overnight that this would have been... Exactly. So... Hello, little runaway dog. Um, the case will be in front of a ga- grand jury, and then I just watched a 
the one update that I could find, and it says that they had Bond posted because the mom and the dad both um, put out a hundred thousand dollars bond, but they're both sitting in jail as of this time, as of January twenty first. Oh, actually, exactly two months ago from today, mm-hmm. as we're recording this. But um. I'll get into that in a second. So, a judge ruled there was enough evidence to charge Katie Horton and Joey Yazviak. It was stated in one article, the little girl suffered excessive physical pain due to medical negligence. Caitlin had two brothers who were removed from the home and lived permanently with their maternal grandmother, Anna Horton, because of unsanitary conditions. So, why... Um, DCFS opened a case in 2008 against the pair after they decided not to put Caitlin up for adoption. There weren't any more reports until 2018 when they, um, when the home was, okay, so the home was, uh, oh my gosh, was called in and investigated, said it was bug infested, there was excessive amount of cats and cat urine, and extreme hazardous conditions in which a child shouldn't live there. It is also reported that at one point in time, Caitlin had been hit by a car. Oh the my re- gosh. <laughs> the report was unfounded, but social workers found the home filthy. Caitlin was placed temporarily with her aunt, but um, was returned to her parents' home six days later. Um, the, the couple deeply cleaned the entire house. They weren't heard from again until Caitlin passed away, so they obviously they cleaned it and then just let it go to shit again Right. Um, two years later. Well, and so, so there, that, that totally uh, goes against my questions just a few minutes ago. He was there helping his wife clean the helm. Yeah. The helm. The helm. The helm. Not the house or the home. Mm-mm. It's the helm. It's a helm. And, um, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Ugh. The Yuck. last entry in the file is heavily redacted and concerns a conversation between a GBI, which I'm... Oh, okay, so Georgia. Georgia Bureau of Investigation and DCFS. It was said that the lice infestation last... Um, uh, was probably lasted on and off for three years. So when agents went to her home to examine a room, there were vermin co- covering her mattress, stuffed animals, and other furniture... Neighbors had reported they hadn't seen her playing around the house for the last month and a half to two months before her death. It was said Katie ha- um, also had lice and that she told officers it um, had been over a week since Caitlin had last bathed. So, like I said, this case is still ongoing. And as of right now, the only update was that they did get posted for bond at $100,000 for each parent. But as of right now, they were still waiting to go in front of a grand jury. So they're still sitting in prison. Nobody's bailing them out, thank God. And they're just waiting to go in front of a judge to be um, hopefully sentenced for a really long time. I was going to, I mean, okay, so the mom obviously had lice too. Because I'm like, how can your child be that infested? Yeah. And then it's not affecting anybody else. But But you're taking your, your, but you're taking care of yourself enough to where you don't get sick too. And then just the two, two other children were taken away. Now I know. Ugh. Yeah, but come on, like, I don't understand, I know, and I know DCF, like, has, there's a lot of cases, Yep. but little stop and follow-ups, I mean, when, when we were in the beginning of our recovery and our children were taken away, um, they would do, at times, stop-ins without our knowledge. Yep. And it was, and that, and I, I, you know... So be it. Just to make sure we're doing what we're doing, you know? Exactly. Also, not that it's one in the same, but when I had a daycare, 
they would do stop-ins without knowledge just right. to make sure you're doing the right thing. And I know those aren't one in the same, but like when the government's already aware of things going on, children have been, t- I just don't understand it. I don't, and, it, and it's not excusable. And she was beautiful. She's so cute. She was absolutely just beautiful. so cute. cute Three cute. years of, and I understand that life is hard, but you know what? Then maybe shave your baby's head. Yeah. I mean, baby, baby, your little girl, your baby, I'm saying yeah. baby, because like, our children are babies, you know? Well, she was 12. She was a baby. <laughs> but you know, like, yeah. if, if I can't get rid of it, Mm-mm. I've cleaned this house. It's a roach. I mean, there, things happen sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. your walls are, it's gross and you can't afford to move. I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here, but like, they obviously did nothing. And then they were able to clean it well enough at some point. So why couldn't you keep up with that? Yeah. Were they teach her how to do it? Like were they drug? I don't. That's not. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of context with to show anything. Not excusable, but that's shit I've seen before. Right. No, I didn't. I wasn't that kind of a drug addict. My house was not disgusting or anything like that. But Vince was OCD prior to facts. (laughs) My brother. So meth is a hell of a drug. You, you, your house will be clean as it's ever been fucking clean. But um, (laughs) um, but. I, you know, I, but you could be a crazy meth addict and, and your house be gross just because you're so fucked up or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, there's just different levels of it. My brain is just saying that, like, I've seen, you know, uh, squats or whatever they're called where, where drug addicts go mm-hmm. when they're so heavily involved in their addiction. And the houses are gross. They're, yeah. they're ro- roach infested and, and rat or mouse infested. And there's, you know, so. It's hit or miss, honestly. I, I just, that... And then the neighbors, you would think, if if that house was so infested, so uh, filthily invest, uh, infested, excuse me, yeah, they would have seen roach. I don't know. They didn't mention roaches, but yeah, that, they would have had to migrate at some point. You would because think. when when my neighbors had moved away and they started cleaning up the house next door to me. Mm-hmm. They obviously had had a roach problem. Yeah, that, that started, happened in an apartment I had, too. So they, yeah, I remember you talking to me yeah, about that. Yeah. Because yeah. I was in the upstairs apartment, and then I ended up moving down to the one bedroom because mm-hmm. it was cheaper because I didn't have a roommate no more. And um, so I uh, I ended up cleaning. Well, I was cleaning, and I was getting ready to do dishes, and I found a freaking roach. I'm like, excuse me, sir. You are not meant to be here. Get out. Yeah, we weren't infested, but I mean, all of a sudden, yeah, because of this, these things mm-hmm. happening at this house next door. <sighs> There was a there was a few roaches. So I just I don't know. I don't I don't I'm just I'm heartbroken for it. I I hate to blame the state or the government, but hello. Also, well, you could have there's several why, cases. Why aren't there follow up? But but and then and then there's the argument. They have so many cases. I'm aware, but yeah, that's like the follow up is. I mean, two of her brothers were taken yes. and not returned home because because of deeming their. Uh, living situation unlivable. Yeah, but I mean, okay. think about the situation that's going on with the uh, that shall not be named. Oh, you know, well, for the yeah. longest time, it's like, why <laughs> does that a big not dead spot there? Yeah, we're sorry. Silence. We're like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but you know, but yeah, so, like that was my question, and it was because well, they weren't living in the house at the time. I just didn't like that yeah. doesn't make sense though. If this is. I don't know what's happening upstairs. We're, we apologize. If you're stopping. We're in the basement. This the majority of my kids are here, so there's that, too. And then, then Arlo is, like, three children in one, so. <laughs> keeps, I think parents aren't yelling, so. That's, we'll just take it as it is. 
Yeah, it's so funny when we get in the car to go. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go home now. And Arlo's like, oh, to your, to your parents' house? I know. I, I'm this? like, <laughs> Papa's? Why don't you? And then he's been saying crap, crap, it's crapa, and I'm like, no, you call him Papa, Papa Don. I'm like, this fucking kid. But yeah, so that um, I just put a note in my notes on my phone to if I see any updates, I'll try to like try, check in that once a week and see if I can get any updates once they go in front of a jury or anything like that. So we'll loop it back around as a little uh, babble in the beginning of an episode, um, and, and I'll put it in the notes too if we have an update about it. So fantastic, yeah. So, yeah, we have, I think we, oh my god, I can't stop yawning. It happens. After, uh, after going and being gone for four days and then getting to sleep for as long as I want and then getting back into a work routine, I'm just like, my butt is kicked. But, um, I know we have some Georgia listeners, so if y'all know anything about this case, reach out, let us know. Absolutely. So, I'm not sure where, where exactly in Georgia it was, but. Georgia, Georgia on my mind. Wilkinson County. Wilkinson County. Yes. I don't know where exactly that is in Georgia, but maybe I should just type Wilkinson County. Nope. Didn't help. All right. Great. (laughs) So. This place may or may not exist. (laughs) It's a glitch in the matrix, y'all. It's been a, it's been a weekend. Like we were so busy at work these last two days. My brain is just poof. Little puff of air. Little poof. Puff. Magic dragon. A little queef of air in your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sorry. hand job queef. <laughs> she got my brain and shaped it into a penis. God, I can't. I really go watch everybody. that trailer. Go watch that trailer. Can you see a theme, guys? <laughs> okay. Well, this rabbit hole I'm going to take you on is I. I have been. Wow. It's not penis related. Nope. So you're welcome. And if it is, I had no idea. So welcome. <laughs> I got you. I got that. It took me. It was that was a boomerang effect. It went right overhead and then hit me in the back. Okay, so I got this from Ranker. dot com. You do a lot of stuff I on do. Ranker. I do. I dig it. Okay, here's here's the secret, guys. I'm be like Nicole, stop yawning. As far as doing further research, I have yet to do that. I'm like, oh look, it. They've done research. Copy and paste, and then I put it in my podcast notes. And I'm like, this is what we can do. Should we need a rabbit hole? They've already done everything else for me. So that's why we give them credit. That's right. All the credit to Ranker and Ancient History or whatever else I might have said in the past. I don't know. Um, probably not. I don't. It doesn't matter. Usually you say the website that you get it off Correct. of. Correct. Yep. So this one is scary urban legends you didn't realize are based on real stories. I freaking love that movie. Urban Legends? Yes. yes. And I've eaten several Pop Rocks and soda, and I'm doing fine, guys. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> Not recently, because I don't want my kid to come out with, like, bubble head or whatever. <laughs> so it looks like the person who wrote this is Lyra, L-Y-R-A, if I... Oh, it's, I think it's Lyra. Lyra? Just that's kidding. A, that's Tori's, Radford? Tori's baby's name. Ooh. Her daughter. Oh, my God. Lyra. Um, updated July 24th, 2020. So this is an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Humankind has been passing along like legends and folk. Oh my gosh, you guys! I have not pre-read this. Oh my this. god! Can you can you tell she had a low? <laughs> this is just me in general. <laughs> We're gonna blame it on the low. Legends and folklore. Since we've been able to communicate, the good news is while many contain kernels of truth, the majority of the creepy legends shared in hushed tones over roaring fires aren't true. Most are just exaggerated stories meant to scare listeners and sometimes impart some sort of life lesson. Yeah. Urban legends wrap up society's fear in an attention-catching narrative that can be safely enjoyed for thrills. Yes. All of the while knowing that it's just a tall tale. 
The thing about urban legends, though, is that sometimes they are true. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to my sounds to see if there's anything that are fun. Do it. It's as if legend-defying. Yes. Guess it'd help if the sound was up. (laughs) A horrific event is a way to cope and help people move on, while also shielding younger generations from ugly truths. Collected here are some of the world's most terrifying true urban legends. It's called literally called mystery, so I was excited. Hey, (laughs) the true story of Charlie No Face. Uh, no thanks. No face. (gasps) Sorry, I think I don't know if I've heard that one. Okay, go ahead. No, I'll I'll send you this link so if you want to share pictures, whatever. Okay, children living in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area tell tales of Charlie No Face, sometimes (laughs) also called the the Green Man. It's said that Charlie was a utilities worker disfigured in a horrible accident some versions of the legend say it was acid some say it was an electric power line in some versions the accident turned his skin green but in every variation charlie's face is melted off according to the lore he wanders in dark foreboding places like the old abandoned railway access tunnel in south park township south park sorry (laughs) Often, often referred to as the green man's tunnel I've never heard this story, but I also don't live there. So, for years, local teens have driven into the tunnel awaiting sightings of Charlie No Face. Hey, Many we have say, listeners in Pennsylvania. Hey, Pennsylvania, tell us the tale. In Pittsburgh. That's on it. Everywhere. Many Everywhere. say they have felt an electrical charge from his presence and had problems getting their car to start back up after calling out to him. Charlie. Um, others have claimed to see his glowing ghost in, in the tunnel or along rural roads at night. Charlie. As it turns out, there is a tragic truth behind this old legend. Where the idea of a man working for the power company comes came from is, an, is anyone's guess, but Charlie No-Face was actually Raymond Robinson. Raymond Robinson? Back in 1919, Raymond was playing near an electrical power line, and he oh. ended up being electrocuted. Oh. Oh. His nose was burned off, and one of his arms and both of his eyes were scorched. Jesus. He did survive. Raymond spent the rest of his life keeping to himself, but venturing out for walks at night. But he was, by all accounts, a friendly man. Aw. Ray Charles. Raymond, Ray Charles. (laughs) That's what I'm going to call you now. All right. Jeez. This one's called The Killer Hiding in Your Attic. (gasps) Who is this going to be? Kelly, can you hear me? This is is my crazy... uh, Okay, if this is about the one that you covered, I'm going to get the (laughs) APGBs. <laughs> ah, teeth chatter. <laughs> That's my favorite episode, by the way, guys. Which one is it? It's episode three. It's Theodore Coney. That one creeps the me Den- the is, fuck He's out. called the Denver Spider Man, dude. That story. Guy, go listen to it if you have yet to listen to other. Our sound was decent then, so yeah. Was, that was me and Kelly. That was, was back in the beginning, dude. Episode so three, Theodore Coney, because so it was adjacent to because uh, Kelly thought someone was living in her attic dude. because she's paranoid AF. <laughs> Creepy as fuck. Okay, so this terrifying tale has been around for a long time. It tells of a family who unknowingly lives with a murderous murderous squatter that's been hiding out in their attic for weeks or months. Things go missing or are moved. Mm -hmm. They find mysterious items in the trash. Perhaps they joke about having a ghost. All before finally being slaughtered in their sleep by the freaking living by the freak living in their walls. The reason this story has been so frightening is because it could easily happen, and it actually has. Yeah. 
It began in March of 1922. Nope. Okay. He was in eight, like eight, well... Well, Maybe. Either way. It's but happened. he only killed one person, More not the whole once. family. Okay. Well, so. people live in attics and are freaks and apparently tried to murder. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. So, on a German farm named <laughs> Hinterkaifeck. H-I-N-T-E-R-K-A-I-F-E-C-K. Germany, help us out here. <laughs> Andreas Gruber, the owner... Starting noticing small things missing or out of place, his family reported the sound of footsteps, huh. and Andreas himself found footprints, but no person. By the end of March, the source of those footsteps descended from the attic and brutally murdered Andreas, his wife, and their adult daughter, oh. Victoria. Victoria's two children and their housekeeper, Maria Baumgartner, all okay. with a mattock, similar to a pickaxe. Okay, who's like, what the hell is a mattock? Their bodies weren't discovered until four or five days later. Ew. All the while, someone had still been caring for the farm animals. The identity of the killer remains a mystery to this day. Ooh. Dude. Bro. Hey, um, this killer seems to like animals. So there's that. <laughs> I know, because some people are like, oh, I can, I can stomach deal. Like, when people talk about true crime, <laughs> they're like, oh, I can stomach, you know. Oh, he ripped her stomachs mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm, threw her intestines, mm-hmm. and, like, wore his necklace. But then he stabbed the dog, and it's like, fuck out the yes. dog! Yeah, yes, precisely. That was really loud. I'm so sorry. Okay. But, like, yeah. But <laughs> I'm like, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, man, not the dog. Exactly. Well, that makes me think of, like, um, in the, I know it's not a lot of people like it. It's the Amityville Horror with when Ryan Gosling was, not Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I get my Ryan's mixed That's up. That's okay. But, um, like, the scene with the dog, hell, it fucks me up. I can't. No. I no, but like for it. real. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. no animals thanks. or children? In, yeah. Ch- Adults? Yeah, Meh. kill them. Meh. <laughs> oh, but, Sorry you died, because we are sympathetic to that. But, but, but yeah, it's and children and animals. No, that fucks me up. I mean, unless it's Damien. Then I'm kind of like, well. He had it coming. Well, Damien. So okay. someone told me to name my son. Because he. Was like, that someone my husband? Um, <laughs> wait, yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll just call him Damien. Yeah, Damien Lucifer. <laughs> you know, though, I love the name Lucifer. I think it's so pretty. Well, yeah, I, I know. Lucifer's, it's just... Well, that's like, um, Hubby's son's middle name was Lucius. And yeah. I love that. It's, yeah. Lucius. I just, it's freaking rad. It is. Ugh. And then I think you only give it power by giving it power. Or you don't. That so. was the name in, that's the name of the cat in Cinderella. Mm-hmm. His name is Lucifer. Mm-hmm. I, what, I remember... Lucifer, stop. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I was, um... Babble, babble, babble moment. We were at a Girl Scout thing and we did, we recreated Cinderella and I got to be the cat. And so I was Lucifer and man, did that shape me as a child. That is so funny. I've never heard this story before. I love uh, it. Yeah. Girl Scouts. Because I was there with Megan and Gretchen and. Shout out to Megan and Gretchen. Love you yes. ladies. <laughs> I was, I remember I got to be Lucifer the cat. I was freaking stoked. Yep. Gosh, all the giggles. Okay, moving right along. Now back to urban legends. <laughs> Thank you. The Night Doctors. Okay. And then it's like a picture of a Ku Klux Klan, so... Oof. Oh, no. The oh. Night Doctors, sometimes called Night Riders or Klan Doctors... Barf. ...stem from African-American folklore, predominantly in Georgia and Alabama. Oh, Many Georgia. stories were told by slave masters to keep the people they enslaved fearful of leaving even after they were free to do so. Ugh, that's so awful. Uh, it's going to be tough. 
No. Maybe. I don't know. I've never read these, so here we go. Warning just in case. Possibly. This particular story tells of doctors who uh, okay, who would ride at night abducting black workers to perform experiments on them. Disgusting. The night doctors would snatch people off the streets and take them to medical facilities to dissect, torture, and kill them. Uh, then harvest their organs. Oh, uh, my stomach hurts. New Orleans had similar boogeymen, but they were called needlemen or black bottle men. Okay. They would stick people with needles full of mysterious, deadly toxins or use Jeez. black bottoms of poison so they could take the bodies back to the charity hospital or John Hopkins Hospital for student doctors to dissect. These stories of white doctors victimizing black communities have roots in some horrific truths. Fuck. Yeah, I have no doubt that there's horrific truths in this. Uh. During the early 19th century, grave robbing to provide medical students with cadavers was a huge issue, and African Americans were powerless to protect their dead. Uh. Also, doctors and medical students really were performing surgeries on living members of the black communi- community. Wow. <coughs> Southern teaching, ho- Southern teaching hospitals would only perform live surgical techniques for medical students on African-American patients. Wow. Ugh. That's so sick. As if that weren't bad enough, Aww. in 1932, Alabama's Public Health Service and Tuskegee University launched the Tuskegee... If I, I apologize if I'm not saying that right. Yeah, syphilis study. Okay. They took 600 African-American men, 399 already had syphilis, and 201 did not. These men were given food and burial insurance and were promised free medical care. Uh-oh. But the funding for their study was lost, and no one bothered to tell the participants. Participants. Oh. Investigators wanted to observe the progression of the disease, so they kept going and told patients they were being treated for quote-unquote bad blood. Fucking God. They never told them they had syphilis or that the standard treatment was penicillin. Yeah, I was going to say syphilis is easily treatable, which... I'm going to cry. Which they did not give them. The Tuskegee scientists made the decision to withhold medi- medication for their patients as well as information about their condition. Sick fucks. These facts paired with slave masters in white sheets pretending to be ghosts on horseback riding around at night, a tradition Jesus. later continued by the Ku Klux Klan over the Civil War, gave the African American community a very real fear of night doctor legends. Well, yeah. Oh my gosh. They gave me body chills like three or four times as he read that. I hate it. Okay. This these boop. The Alice Killings. Uh oh. Yeah. Alice. The Alice Killings is a fairly new urban legend circulating in Japan. Ooh, Japan usually has some pretty good scary stuff. Oh, we have humans there. Hello, Japanese listeners. Hello. Hello, beautiful humans. Tell me more about this. Yeah, please. As, you know, after I tell you some about this. They're going to be like, wow, never <laughs> They're again. They're like, you suck. Okay, according to the late tale, or to the tale, excuse me, there's no late in there. I'm just going to throw in words. Yay. A string of murders happened in Japan between 1999 and 2005. Holy shit. The victims' bodies were mutilated with limbs torn off, and the name Alice was written somewhere nearby in the victims' blood. Whoa. Police also found one playing card carefully placed at each gruesome scene. I swear this was in one of... Okay, sorry. The yeah. first victim was found in the woods, impaled by the tree branches. Fuck! The oh, second okay. victim has his vocal cords torn out. Ah! The third, a teenage girl had her skin 
flayed, her mouth sliced open, her eyes carved out, and a crown sewn to her head. The final two victims were twins. The children had been given lethal injections while they slept. Well, I mean, at least they didn't suffer. Allegedly, police made one arrest in 2005 when a suspect was found wearing a jacket that belonged to one of the victims. Okay, that's bold. What the heck just happened? Sorry. To the victims, my phone just went crazy. Okay. But they couldn't connect him to any of the crime scenes. The man claimed the jacket was given to him by a demon with no face. Oh, God, was it Charlie? Then a morbid song called... No. Okay. It's, this is in Japanese, so I'm going to try, but I'm going to butcher it. Hitabushra Irisu, which roughly trans- really like, translates to Alice of Human Sacrifice, was released in Japan by a producer known as Yugami P in 2008. The song detailed the killings and mentioned some distorted dream world, perhaps where the faceless demon lives. It's widely believed the killer wrote this song, but they have yet to be found. Oh my god. The truth is, there were no quote-unquote Alice killings in Japan. However, just before this legend was born, a real-life serial killer known as the Playing Card Killer was terrorizing Madrid, and Madrid, Spain. Sorry. Right. Police were out uh, in full force in 2003. 2003? <laughs> <laughs> trying to find the person responsible for murdering six people and injuring three more. Oh. Each time leaving a playing card on the bodies. So Authorities were at a loss. There were no clear connections between the victims and no evident motive. They knew they were dealing with a psychopath, choosing victims at random. They may never have found him if he didn't waltz right in and confess to being the playing card killer, uh, who turned out to be Alfredo Galan Sotillo. Okay. Alfred changed his story multiple times and even denied the killing shortly after confessing, claiming a Nazi was forcing him to confess the murders. Nazi conspiracy or not, Alfredo was sentenced to 142 years in prison. Huh. All right. That was bananas. Do you want me to be done or keep going? Or No. How many more is there? I'm not sure. This, the next one is The Legend of Cropsy. <gasps> oh, I covered him. Okay, so should we do it? You can talk about it, yeah. Doing it and doing it. Yeah, it wow. was... It, it, well, it sounded familiar when I just was looking. It was a doozy. It said doozy. Okay. I'll, I'll look up what episode that was really okay. quick, too. The people of Stratton Island have been telling stories of Cropsey for decades. Cropsey is said to be a dangerous axe murderer that escaped from an old mental asylum and now lurks in the tunnels beneath the abandoned Willowbrook State School. I think we did it together with you, me, and Kelly? Maybe. Or, Or it's episode 14. So, yeah. They say Cropsey comes out at night to hunt children. Some say he has a hook for a hand. Others claim he wields an axe. No matter the weapon, the motive is always the same. He drags children back to the ruins of Willowbrook and hacks them to pieces. So if you want more details, episode 14. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was you and me. Oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. As it turns out, Staten Island Boogeyman was real. Andre Rand had a history of abducting and uh, and endangering children. He was also a janitor for the Willowbrook School prior to its closure for its hazardous environment and for the physical, emotional, and sexual abuse of disabled children living there. Hundreds of children. (sighs) Hundreds. Rand went back to the ruins to live in its tunnels and commit atrocities in its surrounding woods. Disabled children started to go missing, and the body of 12-year-old Jennifer Schweiger... Yep, she had Down syndrome. ...was found near Rand's camp near Willowbrook. Rand was charged with Jennifer's murder and then eventually the murder of another missing child, Holly Hughes. 
there's yeah there was like six or seven kids that went missing and they he was somehow all in the area when they went missing hmm. they, were, they never had enough evidence to say he was the actual killer but just because he was there right like i think with holly he just happened to be across the street from her house doing like trying seeing his aunt or something like mm-hmm. that I, i'd have to go back and listen to our episode but yeah i yeah it's all coming back to me it's all coming it's back a really good to documentary me. on that on youtube you can look up just look up the that's very similar not just the fact of all the coincidences and being around there that's so much like the zodiac like, yeah it's crazy they were never able to prove he committed the murders, but were able to convict him of kidnapping. He remains yep. in prison for his involvement in the kidnapping and disappearance for Schweiger and Hughes. Yep. Yeah, because there was a couple boys that were older. Um, oh. Yeah. Sorry, I'm excited. So yeah, go back time. to episode 14 for that one, because we covered him. We covered. I don't know why I said it like I that. I like it. Okay, do that. Whatever you just got excited about. What okay. Was face? The babysitter and the man upstairs. And then it references the movie When a Stranger Calls. Ah! <laughs> Creeps oh, them. The calls coming from inside the house. Yeah. yeah. Dum, dum, dum. Get the kids and run. The babysitter and the killer upstairs is a classic urban legend dating back to the 1960s. Wow. In it, a teenage girl receives a series of creepy telephone calls while babysitting. In oh, most versions, me. the caller asks her, Have you checked on the children? Yup. What's your favorite scary movie? Sorry. The babysitter has the calls trace and finds that they're coming from inside the house. Sorry. In some versions, she finds the children dead. In others, she is the one that's brutally murdered. Prior to this tale's circulation, there was a horrific rape and murder of a 13-year-old girl named Janet Christman. Or Christman. It's spelt like Christman. Okay. I'd say Christman, probably, okay. but whatever. While she was babysitting in Columbia, Missouri, Ooh. on March 18, 1950, a storm was brewing outside, and Janet put three-year-old Gregory Romack down to sleep. Sometime before the family returned at 1.30 a.m., someone had shattered a window, no. forced their way in, <sighs> and viciously raped and brutalized Christman <sighs> before strangling her to death with an iron cord... <sighs> cord and hitting her over the head with a blunt object. Jesus Christ. Robert Mueller uh, sorry I'm getting all emotional, had made uh, unwelcome advances toward Janet and had been long believed to be responsible for Janet's death and the death of uh, Mary Lou Jenkins, a 20 year old who was murdered in the exact same manner as Janet back in 1946. Well if it's the same fucking manner, hello! That's called serial. Uh huh. There had also been multiple unsolved rapes in between the murders, all in the same area. Ew. Unfortunately, the evidence against Mueller, or Mueller, M-U-L-L-E-R, I'm fucking say Mueller. Mueller. Mm. Was circumstantial, and he was never charged with murder. Of course How not. How fucking convenient. That makes me think of um, how the morbid girls covered. It was uh, Carla Homolka and Paul Bernardo. And he, he, that was his game. And Carla's out in the world, living her best life now. Good. She's got kids. It's disgusting. Yeah, if you want to listen to a good freaking take on that, the Morbid Girls did an excellent job, and it's disgusting. Okay, this one's called The Bunny Man. Ooh. The legend of The Bunny Man started to spread around 1970, and like most urban legends, it has many variations. The most common telling begins in 1904. What? Okay, so I guess this is how the urban legend begins. Sorry. Okay. 1904, when a local psychiatric facility in Clifton, Virginia, is shut down and its patients are transferred to another facility. Several patients escape during the transfer process. They're... <gasps> Who does this sound like? 
Several patients escaped during the transfer process. Michael? They are successfully rounded up, uh, all except one, that is, Douglas Griffin, who was locked up for killing his entire family on Easter Sunday. Michael? Soon after his escape, sorry. <laughs> Soon after his escape, skinned and mauled rabbit carcasses be, uh, begin appearing in the trees and dangling from the... Poor bunnies. Col- Colchester overpass. Fuck. Then one day, a human body was found. Okay, no. Uh-huh. A man named Marcus Walster... Oh, What? Okay, so that's the body. I'm sorry. I don't know why that confused me so much. And you were like, I was on it. Why weren't you? Okay. His body was dangling from the underpass in yeah. some gruesome condition as... In the same gruesome condition as all the rabbits. Fucking gosh. Well, that's usually how it starts. Right. They usually start with animals and then they're like, hmm, I want something bigger and more difficult to kill. Unless you're in an addict. Okay. Yep, that too. Okay. Police concerned the madman, or excuse me, not concerned, cornered. <laughs> Police cornered the madman who tried to, to bolt, but uh, was hit by an oncoming train instead. Holy shnikes. Um, now his spirit haunts the area, still hanging rabbit carcasses from the Colchester overpass, which is now dubbed the Bunny Man Bridge. Ew. Some have even sworn to see the bunny man himself lurking in the shadows of the underpass. Locals believe anyone who dares enter on Halloween night will be found dead and dangling from the bridge by morning. I've still tried chances. As gruesome (laughs) as the legend is, it's clearly just a legend. There has never been a Douglas Griffin or a Marcus Wallister living there. The truth in this tale is simply the existence of a madman with a thing for bunnies. Some guy would get dressed up in a full bunny costume and terrorize the people of Fairfax County back in the 1970s. Although several residents have reported sighting of the man, his identity is still unknown. Okay. That's like when we had clowns a few years ago, so... So I have one more. Okay, great. Fantastic. The Hook Man. Ooh. And I remember telling this when I was a little girl. Okay. So, or... You may reminisce with me, maybe... I just, even when you'd sit around, oh, let's tell scary stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hook man. Okay, one of the most wild, I can't speak well, and I've already said that before. One of the most widely told urban legends is the hook. <laughs> it has many variations, each a bit more gruesome than the last, but the tale in its purest form begins with the couple making out in a car marked on Lover's Lane. Oh, yep. Again, this is like the fucking Zodiac. The radio crackles. A news report interrupts the romance The romance to tell listeners an escape killer. Okay, so maybe not like Zodiac. Sorry. With a hook for a hand is on the loose. The couple just so happens to be in range of the lunatic. So the girl insists that they go home at once. The boy is irritated, but he peels out and takes her home. Upon arrival, the couple exits the car to find a bloody hook dangling from the handle of the passenger side car door handle. Fuck that. Whether the couple make it home safely, or the boy ends up dead and dangling from a tree, with the girl listen uh, while the girl listens to the sound of her fingers scraping ah! her fingers scraping the roof of the car. It's no coincidence that That's these tales legend. spread like wildfire in 1950, right after the real life moonlight murders plagued Texarkana. In 1946, it's fair to say the Texarkana moonlit murders gave birth to the Hookman. Legend, um, to the Hookman legend that has been considered by many to be no more than a cautionary tale to discourage teens to have sex. Uh. Wearing a sack with 
uh, eye holes cut out over his head, the killer brutally murdered couples parked in their cars at night. Terrified residents scampered home before curfew each night um, as the authorities on both the Arkansas and Texas sides struggled to identify the elusive phantom killer, which I was asking you about. Ah! But they never did. The killing stopped as quickly as they began, at the phantom, and the phantom disappeared into the night. So, the phantom killer, I had messaged Nicole um, while she was out of town this last week, um, if she'd ever heard of the phantom killer. Uh, we were listening to, my husband and I were listening to, my nose is running, I apologize. Um, True Crime Garage and a podcast, and the phantom killer was briefly mentioned, and Vince and I both looked at each other, and, and like, I've never heard of him. He's like, neither have I. And I'm like, if you've never heard of him, let me message your sister. <laughs> So as I was hearing, as I was reading that, I'm like, this kind of sounds like, I mean, and it was only briefly mentioned in, in, in true crime, but anyway, cause they're, they've been talking about the Zodiac, but, um, that they're with the Zodiac and the Phantom Killer, they thought there were some similarities, but the Zodiac was never in Texas. So at least yeah. to their knowledge, but so there you have it. There was a ramp, a random hole, a random hole. Ooh, I already found stuff on it. Well, um, we'll probably be covering the Moonlight Murders then more, more deeply then. Urban but. legends that um, have some truth behind them, and I think that's kind of cool. But yeah, I remember telling the hook stories. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the the, the scratching. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're like hung by their like, toenails or toes and stuff I've seen. I've heard different stories. Yeah, there's been Dif- so, many. There's so many. I remember younger just... Be, uh, Something about like the hook. I don't know whether it was in the passenger side oh. car door, but like just oh, just being no. somewhere. Yeah, and... I just thought about the sound. Oh, oh I hate it. I hate okay. it so much. <laughs> Creepy deepy. Yeah, that gave me the leg hairs on my legs are super long, and they all stood up. <laughs> You're welcome for that. They Viewers are gonna be like, ah. you. <laughs> just kidding. I'll be like, I was like, I need to keep shaving my legs while I can because it's not an easy task. <laughs> It's getting a little more difficult. Yeah, <laughs> the baby's well, like, yeah. no, sir. Oh, man. So, well, um, yeah, so I've already put it in my notes to, if we, I'll keep updated on the Caitlin Yazviak story. Um, and if you guys have any weird urban legends, I'd really love for, yeah, yeah let us know. Let us know. How let us fun. Know. Yes, please. Yeah, please that'd be do. such a cool, like, I know a lot of, like, podcasts do listener tales and listener stories, especially, I know the Morbid Girls, they do that every once in a while, but... If you've got stories, yeah, we want you to send them in. We've got answers, or we've got uh, SoundClouds for you. Yeah, to be on our podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, so we'll just go ahead and wrap this up. As always, fantasy and world music by the Fighters does the intro sound. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bloody Babbles Podcast. Twitter's at Bloody Babbles. You can send us a Gmail at Bloody Babbles Podcast at Gmail um, I don't really talk about Patreon because we haven't gotten into that quite yet, but we're working on it. Eventually. Yes, we'll get there. Um, and we, I think we, I, if once we get more, because we just still have the one, um, donator, which is my amazing friend. Uh. Thanks for all your donations. Much appreciated. Because yes. I want to be able to send, like, really cool things out to you guys. I mean, I know we've got our wicked cool bracelets right now, but we just want to make more. Yep. So, we're getting there. We're, we've got plans, and... We just need to actually like get down and sit, get down and sit down. Yeah. When we get so to get- don't forget to tell us uh, or tell other people about us as well. Please yes. share, rate, and review. That yes. helps so much. That's why. Um, well, I don't know how that works on Chartable, but like that's what gets us put on charts here in the, the U.S. US. So um, Apple Podcast is a big one. I know not everybody listens on there, 
But, um, and then Podchaser, um, you can go on to there, podchaser.com slash Bloody Babbles Podcast. And definitely leave a review. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. But yeah, those are important to us. And any, any feedback is good feedback, unless you're like that, you guys suck or you're bad. That doesn't tell us anything. No, be like, oh, you're, you're not detailed enough or you give too much details or you need to do better about like trigger warnings, something like that. Yeah. Or, hey, Shona's way too loud in the very beginning of each episode. Okay. I'll bring it down a notch. (laughs) We'll turn the microphones down. Um, Nicole needs to not like yawn so much. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever it is. We want to get better and we want to do, we do this for you. Well, because we love doing it. It's fun. And the fact that, you know, we have. We've had over a hundred and like thirty unique listeners in the last week, and that doesn't necessarily like our numbers go up and like because we just broke four over we're over four hundred on our first episode when Kelly and I launched this, and that blew me away, and that's pretty fucking exciting. Yes. And then we're actually at, we're we've hit fifty two hundred plays now. Like literally, I think last week we were telling you when we hit five thousand, mm-hmm. and now we have over two hundred more hey, plays. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So you guys are you guys are the driving force behind us because you guys listen to us. We're just two weirdos who live in Southwest Kansas Facts. who were well. I mean, it started with Kelly and I, and then you know Sean has always been a true crime nut as well. So. It's just, it's bringing, it's brought a lot of joy to my life, and it just feels good, and and the fact that, well, I mean, even in my hometown, like, people who don't, like, super know me, I wear my uh, hoodie that I was gifted to me, and I wear it a lot, and they're like, oh, that's what it's called, because they're like, I knew you started one with Kelly, but I couldn't remember what your podcast was called, and they've listened, so, yeah, local, and then, you know, all 40, what was it, 44 countries that we're in, which that still blows my mind. 48 states. Come 48 now. states, yes. We're coming for you, Montana and Wyoming. And Yay. they're going to eventually listen and be like, here we are. We love you. Because sometimes we'll it takes... We'll shout you out. We're going we're, <laughs> to... Oh, and, um, okay, so before I end on this, um, I talk about weekly variety quite a bit. There are my two awesome friends, Kelsey and Tori, and they constantly... Like, are just sad that no one in La- Alaska will go listen to them. So, my Alaska humans, because there's, there's quite a few of you in different cities, go check out the Weekly Variety so they can get an Alaska listener. Yeah, the so, weeklyvariety.com? No, it's just, it's just, the Weekly Variety Podcast. Okay, the Weekly Variety Podcast. Go check them out, Alaska. Just go listen. Go just they're go gonna listen. They're going to warm you up, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're fucking funny. And they're, they're two gals in Pennsylvania, and I love them so much. And I talk about them a lot. I've suggested stories for them to cover. They there's their episodes are a little shorter, so it's easy to binge them because they've there got go. 31 episodes out, maybe 32. I haven't checked to see if they put a new one out. But they like they talk about big. One of them was Bigfoot. They talked about the Watcher House. They've talked about aliens because they freak Kelsey out and UFOs, Love and it. it's fucking funny. And every time I listen to their episode, I have to pause it because I always listen at work and I belly laugh because I'm like. They're so fucking funny. That's so fantastic. Alaska, especially. I mean, everyone. I want you all to go listen to them, but especially Alaska. <laughs> so, do it for them. Come on. Do it for our weekly variety humes. They're Come the on, best. Alaskanolians. Alaskalonians. Help them out. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be Alonian by the yes, by the end right. of this. By <laughs> once we get through all these different places. So, but um, we love you guys so much, and we will hear our weirdo voices next week. So until then, Babylon. Babylon! What's good, people? This your boy, Big Bruh. I'm the host of Live with Big Bruh, a podcast where I keep it raw, uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. Always keeping it 100 and giving you guys my opinion on topics that you need to go check out. Live with Big Bruh is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and 
iHeartRadio or wherever else you like to listen to your favorite podcast. Make sure you go subscribe, rate, and share it. And while you're at it, tell your friends to tell their friends to do the same thing. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Live with Big Bruh. And remember, they can hold you, but they can't stop you. Big Bruh out.